So one of the reasons why I want to touch on this topic is because there are many professionals that are struggling with this, and I see this way too often with our own clients. So I know it's very real and can have some really negative consequences if you don't address it. So I want to be frank with you. If you don't address this fear, it can be very costly. I'm Sylvie Garibaldi, founder and CEO of a well-established marketing training and done-for-you services company, tailored specifically for the modern legal and financial professional worldwide. While it's taken some trial and error to figure out which methods get the best results for professionals who are looking to grow their practices, fast forward to today, my team and I have nailed down and perfected a process that has helped so many of our clients consistently achieve outstanding results and create a legacy for their practices. I created the Serve First, Sell Later marketing podcast to give you simple, actionable, non-salesy, and results-driven marketing to grow your legal or financial practice like so many of our clients have. If you're a lawyer, mediator, financial, or divorce professional who is looking to become highly visible and wants to create a practice that makes an impact, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode number five of the Serve First, Sell Later marketing podcast. All right. In today's show, I'm diving into a topic that hits close to home for many professionals and is actually critical to the success of your practice. And quite honestly, throughout the time of running SG and Associates, I continue to see this challenge in many professional practices. And that's the fear of self-promotion, or sometimes I like to refer to it as a marketing mindset block. So it's a topic that's not often talked about, but is absolutely crucial. So we're going to explore why so many brilliant legal and financial professionals actually hold back from showcasing their talents and how they can step into the spotlight with confidence. And because it's such a big fear out there, if people don't know about you, they can't buy from you. So whether you are a seasoned attorney, a mediator, or financial professional, or you're just starting out, this episode is really packed with insights just for you. So stick around as I unravel the reasons behind this fear, but more importantly, I'll help arm you with strategies to embrace self-promotion. Because the sooner you tackle this, the sooner you're going to see positive impacts on your practice. So one of the reasons why I want to touch on this topic is because there are many professionals that are struggling with this, and I see this way too often with our own clients. So I know it's very real and can have some really negative consequences if you don't address it. So I want to be frank with you. If you don't address this fear, it can be very costly. And it looks like this. Perhaps you are experiencing very limited client acquisition. So without self-promotion, potential clients may remain unaware of the services you offer, which actually just leads to missed opportunities for client acquisition and for business growth. So another key sign of a lack of self-promotion can, can really result in diminished market presence, which makes it really difficult to compete with other firms that actively market their services. 
So if you don't have a steady influx of clients, that could be due to the lack of self-promotion. And so the financial stability of your practice can be compromised, which, you know, ultimately affects the business's profitability and sustainability. And if you're not engaging in self-promotion, then you could be missing out on networking opportunities, which are really crucial for referrals, partnerships, and staying informed about industry developments. A strong professional reputation is often built through visibility and recognition. So demonstrating value to clients and stakeholders is absolutely essential. And if you're not self-promoting, then it can be challenging to communicate the value and impact of the services that you provide. So for some of you listening to this podcast right now, you may be identifying uh, as someone who has a marketing mindset block, but for others of you, you may not be quite sure. So in my many years of experience as a marketing professional for lawyers, mediators, and and financial professionals, I want to share with you what this fear could show up as in your practice. And so typically, it could manifest itself in your online presence. So you might not post on social media often, very sporadically, like once a month, or maybe you don't even post content at all. And if you do post, whether it's a video, audio, or written material, you may resist when people tell you that being visible online once a week just won't cut it. And you might say something like, Well, first off, I don't have very much to talk about. And secondly, who would want to hear from me more often? Won't I be seen as annoying or too much of a know-it-all? Isn't posting once a week really too much? So for those of you who are having an aha moment right now, I see you. You're not alone. And this is one of the telltale signs that you could be fearing self-promotion. If you want a very clear blueprint about how to write and organize content that really resonates with your audience and creates a wow factor, then you should really listen to episode number four. That's a powerhouse of information all about content. And I'll actually put a link to that in the show notes. Okay, what about speaking in public? Are you speaking on stages either virtually or in person? So if the thought of giving a talk makes you want to run for the hills, you're definitely dodging the opportunity to share your know-how. What about celebrating wins? If you're more likely to share a cat video than your latest success, then it's time to ask yourself why. It could be that this fear of self-promotion is actually holding you back. So I want you to think about how celebrating the number of client wins you've had in the last month or maybe a speaking opportunity that you were selected for. If your audience actually knew about this information, how would it influence their decision to work with you or your firm? So think about that for a moment. Here's another big sign to watch out for. You could be undercharging. So if you're charging less than what your expertise is worth, and you know it, but you're just frozen in fear thinking that your potential clients won't pay it because it's not really that valuable, then guess what? That could also be a sign of uh, fear of self-promotion. So some of you may believe that engaging in marketing can be really off-putting to potential clients. And so, you know, you just refrain from marketing because you fear judgment or rejection. That's another sign. 
And quite frankly, some of you actually lack the necessary skills or knowledge to effectively market yourself in your practice. And what happens here is it leads to a marketing reluctance or once again, a fear of self-promotion because you just don't know where to start or how to go about it. So if you worry about the what-ifs of success, that's another telltale sign. If you're concerned about how others will perceive you or the changes success could bring, then it's really time to address those fears head on. And what I will say is this, recognizing these signs is the first step to overcoming them. So for some of you, this fear of failure or rejection from others has been going on for way too long, and it's kept you stuck, or in some cases, some of you could be losing business, right? And unfortunately, it can be painful to watch as some professionals continue to struggle with this and ultimately just end up continuing to stay in the exact position that they're currently in. But if you're ready for more and willing to make the commitment to, to making this change, then I have some proven strategies uh, that can really help you make progress and earn the success that you so deserve because it's your time. So how do you go about tackling this huge challenge that could be costing you way too much? Well, first of all, I want to say it's very possible to deal with this challenge head on. And, and the strategies I share really do work because we have so many of our clients understand how to eliminate this after having worked with us. And they see how it shifts their practice into success mode very quickly. So one really powerful approach that I'd like to teach is to have you shift your focus or your thinking from self-promotion to highlighting more about how your services help your clients. So essentially, you're changing your perspective from that of selling to that of serving. And so when we do this, we not only overcome the fear of self-promotion, but we also create more value for your clients. So by making your story more about what they need and how you can actually help, you are reframing your marketing efforts to be more client-centric and really less self-centered. I hope you see where I'm going with this. So this shift in perspective can make self-promotion feel less daunting and really more purposeful because it's rooted in empathy and a genuine desire to help others. So let me ask you this. If you aren't actively sharing your thought leadership with your audience, how do you think they're going to find you and how will they really get to know you and your practice? So answer that question honestly. And I encourage you to really think about this and see how it can really help you shift your reluctance about this. I want to share an example of one of our clients, Linda, who's a family attorney. And she initially felt really uncomfortable with self-promotion because it just felt like she was coming across as too salesy and maybe a know-it-all. And so the first thing we did with Linda is we helped her reframe her approach to focus in on how her legal expertise could actually positively impact her clients' lives. And so she began to see self-promotion really as a means of offering value and offering support and guidance to those who are really in need of her service. And what I think surprised her the most about this process is that it felt very authentic knowing that she was helping people and families every time she spread the message about how her and her team could actually help. And so another hidden benefit is that 
She was really able to connect with potential clients on a more deeper level, ultimately leading to a more meaningful and effective client engagement. So if your clients can't see you, they can't hear from you, how are they going to learn from you and how will they ever buy from you? And so I think when we're looking at how to shift from this sense of fearing self-promotion to providing value, there is a shift that can happen in one's ability to really believe in spreading the word about what they do because you're recognizing the important work that you do. But more importantly, you're giving others a chance to get the solution that they so desire. So I think it's really, really important to reframe your thinking about how you can help others to reach a solution that they might have never been able to reach without your support. Okay, another approach and a very effective one is that of involving your supporters. So what do I mean by that? These could be your referral partners, networks, or even satisfied clients, and they can actually help spread your message by helping to reduce a little little bit of that pressure of self-promotion that you may be feeling. And yes, it's important to remember that this is not about using people. It's about building genuine relationships and creating a community of advocates who believe in your work and really want to help you succeed. And I'm sure many of you know who these people are. And so the first step is to identify who your supporters are. And these could be people who have benefited from your services. They could be colleagues who appreciate your work or even mentors who believe in your potential or other professionals who work with your ideal market directly in some other capacity. Okay, so once you've identified your supporters, the next step is to engage them. And this could be really as simple as asking for a testimonial, a referral, or even a social media share. And so remember, people generally like to help others, especially when they believe in what you're doing. And so when you involve your supporters in your self-promotion efforts, it's really not just about getting your message out there. It's actually about strengthening your relationships with these supporters. And, it, you know, it's a win-win situation. So I want to touch on the power of reciprocity for a second. And when you promote others, they're likely to return the favor. And so this creates a culture of mutual support and appreciation. And, you know, we found it to be incredibly powerful. So if you want to learn more about how to attract and build powerful relationships with referral partners, then you need to listen to episode number three, and I'll link that in the show notes for you. Okay, so by involving your supporters in your self-promotion efforts, it can not only help spread your message, but also strengthen your relationships and create a supportive community. So I'm a really big believer that if people don't know what you're about, they can't connect with you. And if they can't connect with you, they'll never want to buy from you. So I get it. This fear is a big deal and it can cost us. It can cost us in missed clients, in less visibility in the market, and even financial struggles. But guess what? This episode isn't just about pointing out the problem. It's about giving you some real ways to tackle it. And so if you're nodding along thinking, yep, that's me, you're not alone. Maybe you're not too active online, or maybe you cringe at the idea of speaking in public. And, and so it's time to really face these fears and recognize that breaking free from them is really the key to unlocking your potential. And so here's the deal. 
Recognizing these signs is is step one to kicking those fears to the curb. And if you've been stuck in this rut for way too long, it's time to say enough is enough. And so I've got some practical strategies that actually work and and it's your turn to make a commitment to change. Your moment is now. And so one cool trick that we've talked about is to shift your focus from promoting yourself to showing how your skills benefit others. And please remember, this is not about bragging. It's about being helpful. And by doing this, you not only ditch the fear, but also make your services more valuable for your clients. Another effective strategy is to involve your cheerleaders, which are your supporters, whether they're your referral buddies, friends, or happy clients. It's not about using people. It's about building real connections and creating a crew who believes in what you do. So identify those fans, get them on board, and let them help you spread the word. So let's change your mindset, kick that fear to the curb, and build a supportive community. Because it's time to take action. Get over those marketing jitters and confidently step into the spotlight. So I hope you found this episode valuable. If you did, please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review and share it. I would be most grateful if you did. Of course, appreciate you taking the time to tune in. And until next time, always remember there's no better time to start than today.